Mech warriors and mech fans around the world, welcome to another town hall meeting with Russ Bullock, president of Piranha Games, developers of Mech Warrior Online. Tonight, we will be discussing a variety of topics, which will include community warfare phase three, the MWO roadmap for April, as well as many other topics and questions submitted by the community. And as usual, I'm sure we'll get uh, to the end with some more questions from live chat and a quick reminder that the chat room will be moderated, so keep it civil, please. I am Darren or Bombadil from No Guts, No Galaxy, and I'm joined tonight by Phil, a.k.a. Sean Ling. How are you doing tonight, Phil? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for asking. like to say a quick uh, shout out to everyone in chat. What is going on, guys? Lots of people out there. Almost to 600 or even more. Don't forget, if you do have Twitter, want to help us spread the word of the mech gospel that is this conversation. Retweets are appreciated. And a quick shout out to a few individuals, Zoef for helping behind the scenes and moderation, as well as BMMU's Salama. Thank you so much for putting in the time and effort collecting questions over at Reddit, bro. It, it, it's you outdone yourself yet again. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's go to introduce our guest. Yeah, finally, uh, Russ, thank you for joining us yet again. And uh, how's your April Fool's Day been so far? What a holiday April Fool's, right? Uh, it's a pretty quiet day for me. I uh, don't even, I don't know, but I try to stay away from other news and <laughs> try to not think about it too much. I mean, you know, some people like it, some people don't. Um, and, uh, you know, Tina obviously had a few things for you guys, MechWarrior related, and it's a little bit of fun for those that enjoy it. Almost nothing ever gets me on April Fool's just because I go into the day and I'm expecting everything that I see to be fake. Uh, but I was actually uh, gotten today by uh, Reddit outreach. They got me. They changed their header to RMWO. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? They actually had me for a few minutes. Actually, so guys, to you guys. That, that's a town hall. We're done. We're, you know, is, yeah. that, is that what you guys are waiting for? That's yeah. a wrap. That's a wrap. And, by the way, so I, I want to just put this out there right up front then. I, this is not an April Fool's filled town hall. None. I don't plan on saying a single thing that's meant to trick you, okay? That's disclaimer, and, and I mean it. Of course, by making that disclaimer, everybody's going to think that it's even more so. But honestly, there's nothing April Fool's. We don't, we don't, uh, we're not going to partake tonight in April Well, Fool's you know, we wait all month to do this and we it's important and you know it works out on fridays well for us and um the friday you know before a coming you know month and all that kind of stuff so it seems to be working out for us and uh, we didn't want to abandon it just because it was uh, april for april april 1st yeah anyway so mech warrior online let's talk mech warrior online um where are we going to you you've i know you have a few things you definitely want to talk about russ um, and maybe do you want to kick off with that or anything well, specific? Yeah. Well, I mean, we're going to, like I mentioned, we're going to, we're, yeah, we're going to mostly talk about phase three tonight, right? Everyone knows that's the big thing that's coming up straight away. Phase three. It's a wonderful term. Um, so <laughs> it's, you know, I think a lot of people were, you know, asking me, you know, Hey, what's, um, What's the timing on that? You know, when's that coming out? Is it still in April? Um, yes, it is. Um, we're we're actively uh, actively swamped right now on phase three. Uh, the, you know, the phase three build is up in the internal stable environment. Um, we're working through bug lists. 
the bug lists are still fairly big, um, although it is shrinking now in the last few days. Um, but we've still got at least 30 or 40 bugs, and hopefully that continues to shrink day over day. And so, you know, it's still scheduled. The patch is still at this point scheduled for April 19th, which is, you know, 18 days away. And, um, you know, I guess I'll put that out there first and then just say before we get into depth a little bit more, just talk about it. Um, at this point, of course, I, I would also suggest all of you guys, I really appreciate the enthusiasm for the launch of Phase 3, of course. Um, a few things I'll say about that. One would be uh, don't book your time off work just yet. Let's be cautious as far as watching those bug lists. Um, you might ask, well, what's worst case scenario, Russ? Well, it's hard to predict, but if the bug count was still too high or I didn't think it was ready, um, we would probably have to delay the patch. Um, we wouldn't, at this point, it's not really possible for us to delay the feature, meaning have a patch that it's not in the patch. So that should give you some, um, you know, good feelings knowing that the next time we patch, it's going to have, you know, phase three in it. So I would say, you know, right, worst case scenario would probably be, you know, we decide to delay the patch by a week and we say, well, let's, let's push it one week until the following Tuesday to make sure it's really <clears throat> ready and stable. Um, I would say, you know, a week ago, I would have, I was more worried than I am now. Um, there's been some good progress this week on testing and playing and balancing out the new game mode and just making sure everything works. But as you can imagine, there's some things that are very difficult for us, if not even near impossible for us to test internally. We can try to simulate things even in a public test type environment, which is kind of difficult to do for community warfare, because it's not like you're just, you know, filling up matches. You're kind of having to simulate sort of a, you know, a hours upon hours, if not days and days of coordinated team play to see things unfold and, you know, get rewards. And it's very hard to test those things with all sorts of shortened time frames in a public test environment. So. Um, we've been testing all the major features and all the systems. Everything seems to be working. Um, a week ago, I was saying to myself that I was, you know, I wasn't so much worried about bugs. There's going to be some bugs, but I was a little more worried about, you know, just the time to play, in particular, the new scouting game mode and make sure all the variables work because there's lots of things we can adjust. You know, there's how many, um, you know, uh, data points, you know, intel points, do you have to pick up before it triggers the dropship to come? How long does it take for the dropship to come once it's triggered? How long does dropship dropship sit on the ground before it flies away? Um, and a bunch of other variables that we can play with to make sure it plays in correctly. So we've been focusing on that this week. Uh, I think we made some pretty good progress on it. Um, we have made some discoveries of like, uh oh, you know, we've never really accounted for, um, you know, the situation where all the defenders are destroyed. Um, how do we end that game kind of in the same vein that, you know, the conquest and domination that we dealt with recently and saying, well, if we know they've won, then so, you know, we, we had to make some adjustments there um, kind of on the fly here in the last week. Um, so hopefully we've got them all handled. And I guess um, that's just kind of a summary there 
you know, Darren, I guess, about sort of saying, yeah, you know, it's it's still on track. We're still planning on patching April 19th. We're still working through some bugs. Um, right now, I'm kind of, if I had to put a percentage on it, I'd be sort of like, oh, I don't know, 70, 30, 70% confident that it'll be, you know, patching on time. I just want to make sure it's, that it's good, right? We want it to have an impact. I want all you guys to be able to show up and jump in and really, um, you know, experience it without, you know, any major interruptions or, you know, um, having to, you know, stall out the kind of momentum that comes from the, the feature release. Yeah, well, I mean, Phil and I both know, even though we're not in the office, that you guys have been insanely busy uh, for the last, you know, two, three weeks uh, getting prepped for this. And, um, you know, where we are, even though we're not in the office, we do talk with you guys every day and we can tell when you guys are busy. Um, so the good news is this stuff is right around the corner. Um, and uh, yeah, there's going to be big changes coming. I'm excited for it. Super excited uh, to see phase three begin phasing into the game. Yeah, and um, I think uh, I should also just, you know, say now that, you know, not to cast shade on this or anything, because, you know, ultimately, um, you know, I've had my head stuck in this for so long now that it's hard for me to sort of see the forest or the trees and to, you know, kind of realize, you know, what is the feature. Um, on the one hand, of course, um, it's, you know, it's epic. You know, it's uh, probably... Like I've said this before, it's probably you know doubled the entire scope of community warfare. Um, you know the depth of it, and not just the one new game mode, but the new game mode that ties into invasion, and then you know the faction voting for who you're at war with, and um, all the impact that scouting has on invasion game mode. And there's the ability to um, there's the leaderboards now to see you know who's the best units and best players in cw uh there's the you know mc rewards for unit players and there's also this separation of the queues so i think i know that one has given some unit players some heartburn um, wondering who would fill the queues for them but i think now there's an opportunity for community warfare to truly be um uh, is big, like huge, you know, it could be, well, in theory, you could, you could take every last player and, you know, public queue and put them in community warfare now, and they would have an, you know, a good experience. Maybe not quite as quick and easy to find matches as um, public queue, of course, but, you know, to be able to go there as solo players and actually, you know, play an invasion match with, you know, that there's no groups in the match and there's no, no unit players or no groups. It's just pugs, just like solo queue that, you know, that's a total game changer and we're going to be keeping a sharp eye on it. Um, right now we, it's really hard to anticipate, you know, will there be a bottleneck? Is there, you know, is there going to be a, a queue problem and which would it be in unit players or would it be in solo players? We don't know. So we'll have to watch that carefully, but I really thought we needed to try that. Um, cause that's what the players have been asking for since community warfare came out. Um, so there's some really big items, you know, uh, um, and then on the other hand, I guess, you know, there's, uh, there are certain players, fairly hardcore players that really want to role play and would like to have a lot of, a ton of logistics and, you know, want to have like, you know, we have this planet and our jump ship and, 
therefore you know we can travel here and manage this resource and that some very cool stuff um of course for those players that are unhappy until they get those types of features um they're going to remain unhappy i just want to be you know upfront about that and i think i have been all along i think i've explained very carefully what the new features are and exactly what exactly what phase three is i mean it's still designed around you know a mass amount of players and involvement mentality uh, it's not built around the you know essentially scheduled private match type of mentality that um, some of the other some of the other ideas are, you know are based off of we're still working off our original mandate of course that says anybody can log in and play and participate at any time they don't have to be you know in a unit and they don't have to be in a you know have a scheduled fight at a particular time of day if there's that's not the way the game mode's uh, designed and, and built. So um, just, you know, I've cast a little bit of shade on it there just to make sure I set expectations for those. But um, the features, it's a big feature. I mean, it's, it's, it's twice as big as it is before. There's a lot more to do. Everyone can come and play. A lot of the screens have been reworked. Um, and uh, I don't know what else to say about it because, you know, I don't want, we don't need to go over the features again. I've done it several times in these town halls you guys know what's in it um and that's and darren a on yeah i mean we've been talking about it for months and months since uh you know the the steam release i agree this is huge this is huge news this is going to be amazing for the game i can't wait to see it get implemented and see where you know the direction that it takes will it be the necessary motivation to get people involved of course private matches are always going to be quicker because that's just throwing everybody into random battles together but uh this will be you know mean something it'll have appropriate rewards and and uh excitement i can't wait for the scouting mode see what that's like and see what happens when it gets into basically what you're kind of hinting at earlier is the real testing when the community when thousands and thousands of people jump in there and start playing with everything uh it's going to be awesome i'm very much looking forward to it yeah i might i think um i will say of course as soon as the feature goes live we're going to be monitoring monitoring it very closely and we're going to be able to do that a lot better than we could before because part of phase three is also allows all the piranha tag players to play community warfare um it, you know before we couldn't unless we were on a non-accounts and things like that just some of the base kind of bones and rule sets that were built in um but a lot of those things have been changed so like both you know sean and um or phil and darren and you know a lot of the piranha staff and everyone will be playing and <clears throat> staying involved and you know, we're going to be in, in triage mode as soon as the feature comes out, just monitoring it and seeing, you know, what dials need to be tweaked, what needs to be adjusted. There's going to be a lot of feedback and a lot of, we're going to, you know, it's going to, we'll talk about this here in a second, but it's it's definitely, the impact of the release of CW Phase 3 is almost certainly going to impact the planned feature releases for like the months of May and maybe even June. Um just because as soon as phase three is out, there's going to become some very parent like, oh, no, we need to do this. We need to do that. And these things should take priority and they might take priority over, you know, things that maybe we had planned for May. Um, for example, I'm hoping that the separation of queues things works out extremely well. Um, now, the unit players have, you know, successfully stated, OK, how do we recruit, though? You know, how are we going to find, you know, those gems and and, and those good players and those guys that have promise and how we're going to recruit them into our units since we don't see them we won't play with them 
Um, I don't have great answers. There's some answers, but that is where the hole is. I mean, sure, you can see them and bump into them in the in the public queue, both in group queue and and uh, you know in the public solo queue. Happen to bump into them, talk to them after, friend invite them, see if they want to come and join your unit, put on a trial tag for you guys, things like that. Uh, there'll be the leaderboards. You can scour the leaderboards for people that seem to be performing well that aren't part of um, units. But you know, there's not a proper, I guess, recruitment tool where something like that is probably going to come up. You know, those those things are going to have to be added upon. And I think I've mentioned this before, but I if, if not, I'll say it again. I know that phase three took a really long time. These all the phases so far have. I mean, phase one phase and the second phase, well, the second major phase that we call phase three um, is, you know, now moving forward, though, I guess just to let you guys know, it's not like we're going to say, hey, phase four comes out like next fall or something. After this phase ships, our mentality is that community warfare will then just begin kind of the trickle process like the entire game has, like the public queue and stuff. It'll be like, you know, just updates, small updates and improvements just kind of monthly, you know, forevermore. So we'll just, you know, just get stuff constantly rather than, you know, major sweeps every, you know, year or so. Yeah, I mean, and to be clear, if people aren't aware, this isn't just another average monthly patch. I mean, this is adding huge amounts of content, game content, and new stuff to the game. And and then, as always, the regular uh, patches will resume uh, per schedule. But, yeah, I'm so excited about this. As, as you just mentioned, uh, Phil and I will finally be able to drop our... Uh, um, you know, our accounts into community warfare. We've been waiting to do this for a very long time. We're getting, we have our press badges ready. We're going to be embedded into different units and we'll stream it and uh, have a lot of fun with it. I, I'm, as I've said several times here, obviously very much looking forward to it. But Phil, speaking of streaming, I wanted to wait till the numbers were a little higher to announce. Sorry, just a, a quick uh, uh, detour here, uh, Russ. Phil, what are we doing after this town hall tonight? We will be streaming for 12 hours. Yes, it's Yes, happened. indeed. It's happening. As you guys, uh, some of you know, we reached 10,000 followers on our Twitch channel last month. And, and well, actually, maybe it was a couple months ago now. But anyway, just recently, thank you guys. As a thank you, Phil and I will be doing a 12-hour stream together uh, starting immediately after this town hall. So we're looking forward to that as well. Lots of cool stuff. So back on to uh, the topic Community Warfare Phase 3. Some people were asking the dates. This is a uh, regular patch date is the 19th next month. Is that correct, Russ? Yes, that's right. So that is the date, folks, uh, just around the corner. Or not, I shouldn't say next month, this month. I mean, I feel like um, maybe maybe we'll break protocol here, like, just for a second. Like, sure. instead of me running down my entire list like we've done before, um, if there's any you know, I guess phase three questions in particular, I feel like people probably have the most questions. I was looking at the chat and stuff and I'm wondering if, if there's one or two areas where they have the most confusion and, you know, whether it's the separation of the queues or, um, you know, the, uh, the faction, you know, war planning or, you know, is there, do you, do you guys feel like there's a particular aspect that they have the most questions in? And if not, we can just carry on. Well, we do have some uh, community warfare specific questions that uh, 
Salama and the community put together. Um, I don't know if you want to, we can monitor uh, chat there. Phil, have you seen any good questions? Otherwise we can Well, there's a... If you uh, want to cherry pick a half a dozen of the best questions, either from chat or from the, you know, the gathered questions, maybe we could take them now before we move on. Um, there's questions like uh, discouraging spawn camping, um, you know, turret drops protecting undefended planets, uh, waste of time, stuff like that. There's a, we've got a few questions here. Um, obviously, you already answered sort of progress of uh, phase three, but um, will there be any changes to dropship firepower? That's a very specific one. Yeah, that's good questions, and um, you know, I'm disappointed to say that. I haven't, we haven't collectively had time here at Piranha to sort of balance, improve the existing gameplay in, in, in those aspects. You know, we've been a hundred percent focused on all the new features. So, you know, the concerns around people running back into the dropship spawns um, and a few of those types of things, those things have not changed yet. So. I kind of view those things as, I mean, we're at, we're absolutely open to tweaking all those things. Um, I think it'll be a part of our overall, because we've been so busy lately, and another way to put this is um, we've been so busy working on phase three, you know, the last three or four months, we really haven't been able to, as you've noticed, and based on the features and the patches, we haven't been, you know, kind of doing those small massages to community warfare this past especially since Christmas, because, you know, it just felt like we we're so kind of imminent close to phase two and you stay focused and ship it and then to really jump in. And then, of course, because it's the big, brand new, shiny thing back in the game again, there'll be dozens of eyeballs on it full time playing it just like last time. And that's what I mean by going into triage mode. So the triage mode right after the feature comes out from all of us playing it and assessing it is not just like what's broken with the brand new feature sets or what bugs we have from the brand new feature sets, but it'll also be just in general again. It's like, okay, we need to tweak this. We need to tweak that and kind of even, even down to some of those things that have been in the game now for a while, uh, we'll be actively looking to adjust those things. So my answer to those types of questions is don't expect them to be tweaked upon the initial release of phase three. Um, it would have been great to spend more time on that, but it'll be, Probably, you know, you can expect a lot of activity in the back half of April since after the feature releases and in like the May patch and in that initial one to two months after phase three is shipped, we'll be actively tweaking a lot of those elements again. Yeah, which makes makes sense. You said it was, uh, you know, it's been a ton of work just getting phase three prepped and ready to go. Um, and that we would be getting back to balancing and polishing afterwards. And obviously, community warfare will be a part of that balancing and polishing. Uh, so, Phil, well, I think you have uh, something. One more uh -huh. thing. Sorry, just I'll interject a little bit because yeah. the reason kind of that is, is we, we obviously we, we have only have so many resources and it's about not about it's focusing on phase three. But there, as you know, there's a number of new things coming in with phase three. Um, with, you know, say the intel from scouting that gives you the radar sweeps and things like that. I mean, and the long tom artillery, it's kind of hard to anticipate that how each of these things will play out, you know, as you said, one of those examples like, you know, spawn camping or or going running back and hiding, you know, by your dropships. Well, that may or may not work 
nearly as well if the attacking team now has all the intel and gets the radar sweeps and is dropping long-term artillery on top of them, right? So that's kind of why we need to see it all together again and then make, try to make our tunings after after that. Essentially balance it once instead of balancing it twice or more or whatever. Makes sense. Um, so, Phil, there's a very popular question popping up, right? Yeah, it's about uh, unit coffers. Obviously, people have been putting money into it. Um, I, I guess people are wanting to know just the general... Uh, are unit coffers going to be uh, used soon? If not, can they get refunded? Um, how's that all going down? Uh, well, well, there is, um, there are a few uses for them in phase three. Um, not as many as we wanted. We had a couple other features that didn't quite make the cut for phase three, but I'm trying to think here, refresh my memory. Um, there are a couple. You can spend C bills as a unit to um, upgrade your planetary defense, uh, which simply put is adding um, more sectors to the planet. So, for example, um, I don't don't and these, these this can all be adjusted, as you know. Like so, like the number I give you may not be the exact number, but if there's 13 sections or territories on a planet right now, you know, a planet that you own and you've spent some money on. Uh, could increase that from 13, say, to 15. So you've you've made it more difficult for the enemy to take over your planet because you've spent the sea bills to try to keep it. Why would you want to do that? Well, because it's earning MC for you, right? You want to try to keep it. I know in general, a little side tangent, I've got a lot of tweets from some more unit and comp players saying, well, we want to attack, we don't want to defend, and things like that. Look, I just all I'm saying is you, you're going to probably readjust your mentality and attitude towards CW after Phase Three comes out because the rewards are totally different, right? It's hard for you now to adjust your mind to think about wanting to defend a planet that you took last time or something like that because the way the game is now, it doesn't matter. But once Phase Three is out and you're earning MC off a planet, uh, you're going to want to keep that planet. Um, so you might want to spend the C bills to upgrade its sections and you're going to want to spend some time instead of just attacking also kind of maintaining the plants you have um and then there's um there is a c bill recruitment fee and what this is is and i've talked a little about this before and again people kind of jumped all over it um it's, it's really one of those things that's designed around making sure that you kind of i guess help control the size of units to a small degree um, there is no unit size uh, limitation, but what we didn't want to have happen, of course, is let's say a unit of whatever, a bigger unit says, hey, great, you know, you 20 guys are going <clears> to <throat> drop your tags and go jump into solo queue, uh, into the solo community warfare queue and, you know, do your thing and then get reinvited to the unit. Um, because you're a bigger unit, uh, that SIBO recruitment cost per player is going to sting. Uh, I don't have the exact numbers to share with you today. Let's just say it's gonna, you're going to feel it. If you're a small unit of like a dozen people and you recruit somebody, the recruitment costs are going to be small. And th those will all be tweakable and adjustable and we'll do so when we get a feel for it. But it's not going to be a, a big deal to a smaller unit. Um, as you get bigger, it becomes more and more of a big deal. So... I do think, again, another one of those shifts in mentality is that there is no limit to unit size. However, as unit leaders, you're probably thinking more about it because 
you're, it does going to cost you to recruit people. And the bigger your unit is, it's going to be more expensive to recruit people. So you might not want to have 75 people on your list that haven't played in a month, you know, for example. Um, since there's MC being earned, I think that'll also promote um, units maybe trying to carve out their own section of space rather than being in a huge unit. So we don't know. It's hard to predict. But that is another element of using your C-bill coffers. Um, those are the only two I can think of for now. We're going to continue to work on that and try to create more reasons for it. Um, we had a, there was another one that didn't quite make the cut. I forget what it is now, but I guess I won't express that in case it comes back to life later on. So those are a couple of things. Um, so your unit coffers are going to be used um, a little bit, a little bit more. Uh, I'd say I'm not still totally happy with it, but there's a couple items right there. All right, that is a lot of stuff. Real quick, Subhype, Zotmod, Naomi, and Scrapcastery, thank you for the subscriptions and the resub. We appreciate all the support you guys give us. Uh, I got another specific question, Russ, um, but this doesn't fall into the polish thing as much. It's more about content. Um, regarding faction camo uh, for either clans or famous, Intersphere, Merc units, etc., People are just wondering, will those patterns ever be added? Um, maybe uh, cockpit items, war horns, et cetera. If they can't be made into playable factions, can players get their hands on some of this lore and, and the, the units that they want to, you know, role play or whatever? Yeah, it's a good question. And I think <clears throat> sounds like an awesome idea and a no brainer. Um, I think we're still, uh, we're still dealing with our, our backlog on the texturing work. I'm going to talk about this a little later when we talk about um, the rescale effort and. Uh, well, we can bring. Yeah, Sorry? I mean, you're, you're talking resources, um, what's available. But what's cool is that uh, maybe a lot of people don't know uh, Lauren Bamlett, that one of the texture artists, has been streaming uh, recently uh, her texture work and what it takes to actually put, you know, just one single camo pattern on a mech or whatever. And I think that's an eye-opening experience for a lot of people. So it's not a matter of just snapping your fingers and a bunch of items appear or camo patterns appear. Um, it's, it's well, a lot yeah, of work. let's say we added the gray death legion pattern or something. Um, how many inner sphere mechs are in the game now? Uh, unique chassis, I don't know, 40 or so, maybe a little more than that. Um, I think we're in the 70 range or more for total. So, you know, you got, you got to do that for 40 unique chassis just to make sure that the customer buys it and has, owns it in a sphere mech, it can, it can use it. So as you guys know, we're still working through a bit of that backlog. So I guess, you know, I'll jump into that now. Um, every Mac that's been released since like the Marauder has had like full functionality on it. And there's some stuff that's still left in the dust. For example, you know, the original older um, uh, inner sphere mechs can't run their faction camels yet. That's the biggest hole. And there's a, you know, the heroes of the older ones can't take it off and do the things and the original invasion skins and, 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 you know, like the package patterns can't come off, whereas the newest packs they can. So we're working on it. We know what the work is. We're still actively searching to hire um, a texture artist and you guys can all send hate mail to Dennis and the art team. They're very, they've had a tough time finding someone qualified and it's been a challenge, but you know, the guys that we do have, uh, you know, the names, they're working around the clock to get stuff done, to keep up with the newer mechs we're releasing, but also to eventually get to work through that backlog and make sure that every mech in the game has full functionality and across faction camels and everything. 
Um, and then, of course, we can look at adding more skin. I'd love to. Obviously, it's a great thing for the game. It adds more variety, more spice, more flavor, more revenue. Um, but it's, you know, it's, we, yeah, we're going to work through that backlog and send in your resumes. That's what I say sometimes. Uh, any super skilled texture artists out there want to hear from you. We need you. Yes. Um, it's actually, I mean, it's a huge endeavor, the whole rescaling. And uh, I mean, some of the mechs are getting new geometry. I'm seeing some beautiful, beautiful work uh, coming out of the office. Um, do you, Russ, do you want to take a few more questions on Community Warfare Phase 3, if we can find them either from chat or the uh, submitted questions? Or do you want to move on and maybe come back to it? What do you let, me, like? let me quickly discuss the splitting of the queues in... Um here in voice chat because I think I only ever kind of went on a bit of a tirade on Twitter for that. I'm not sure that I've discussed it in the town hall before, but maybe I have. Just tell me I have and I won't even say anything about it. Okay, go on. Yeah, if, if yeah, you're okay. Well, yourself, I mean, just well. want to make sure people understand. So if, um, and there is a rhyme or reason to this, so, you know, it's a, it's a complex thing because it behaves a little bit differently than public queue, of course. Um, all right, so you're, you're, if you're an average Joe, not in a unit, and you play public queue, you know, you just play solo queue all the time. And once in a while, you get invited with some friends and you jump into group queue. That's all great. So now, you know, you go into community warfare, of course. You jump in and you end up with, you know, there's eight unit members per side and there's a few pugs mixed in with them on each side. And, you know, if you're not, you might not be enjoying that experience. Some of you may enjoy it, and you may join units, and that's fine. Um, those that are not enjoying it stop playing because, you know, they just end up being the fillers. So I want to encourage, of course, every solo pug out there. If you you ask for this for a long time, so you need to show up on force when this gets released and, and show up into Community Warfare and, you know, give it a good, long, fair shake to see if you can get hooked into it. Uh, because it's there for you now. You can. You know, what's going to happen is just when you right now, if you go to Community Warfare and you see you see the planet screen, and you see the sections, and you see the you know attack or defend button, then you you get thrown into the queue. And when you when you're able to form a 12-man strike team, you're placed into queue in that strike team, and all that functionality essentially is just exactly mirrored. And if you're a solo player, then when you go in there, you just you just see it as a, you just see the solo players forming strike teams. If you're a unit player, then you see all the unit players forming strike teams. So it's just um, kind of mirror images of each other, but you end up on the same planet. So one section could be going off with nothing but pug versus pug, and another sector would be going off with uh, unit versus unit. And um, yes, I understand unit players that your faction's pugs might suck. Um, I know there's some concern around that, um, but uh, that's that's the way it works. So I don't know that that's a concern until we see it in action because um, there's basically all the same opportunities now for, you know, solo players to jump into those queues if they want. You know, if you think about two kid and stuff, and then, yes, the planet flipping or not is ultimately going to be dependent on your win percentage. So we'll, can you collectively, as the pugs, and the units um, have a better win percentage percentage than the other side. So things will balance themselves out with the MC rewards and all that kind of stuff. You'll see 
and the oh you know i didn't say this but there's the the seed bill rewards of the factions now dynamically adjust based on population so there is a number of things that will i think very between the mc rewards and that natural shifting of the seed bill rewards you're going to see things kind of permeate and kind of fluidly shift to kind of balance find us you know sort of a balance within the, the inner sphere and um and then hopefully things will bounce out nicely so then if you're a unit player no sorry one last thing on the solo player groups aren't allowed because we're not we weren't going to get into that whole you know you got nothing but non-unit players playing each other but one side forms up into a group of 12. um and then of course it just it's not going to work then you're going to try to ask us to balance you know groups per side and things like that it's just impossible as we've seen really as we've seen we've learned the lessons on our public queue we know how public queue works best and it works best by having purely single players play single players and groups play groups so in the single player side of the solo community warfare queue there's no groups allowed on the unit side um there are groups allowed of course you can run your full 12 men's or smaller groups and faction groups so as long as all the faction players are in units then yes several smaller units can group up together if they're in the same faction and and jump into you know unit queue so i think the unit players would understand how that works it's pretty much the same as it does now it's just that you won't find any solo pugs ending up in your strike teams it'll just be nothing but tags everywhere tags on both sides so um all the solo players out there i know the unit players for the most part will all have the same opinion they're all probably just nervous about it saying oh we know how it was and we used to win a lot and we liked it now i'm a little nervous that's a, that's understandable but i think and then i think all the you know the solo players are probably have the same opinion most of them anyhow saying wow that sounds um you know potentially great that i can you know jump in there and, and i can do scouting this works for scouting mode the same way right so you're going to have nothing but solo players on either side and scouting so you'll be able to be able to run scouting missions you'll run invasion missions and do it'll feel like the solo public queue which could have some very fun very interesting matches i'm really excited about it for unit players now the odd solo player out there and i'm trying to go over all the various concerns i kind of saw in, in twitter so for example someone someone who wasn't a unit player but says i like to i like to group with all my friends in community warfare well remember you can still create like a one-man unit you know you can say i want to play in the unit queue okay well go ahead and create a one-man unit take on a unit contract for a faction and then if you've got three friendly units in Merrick, Merrick, for example, great, create a one-man unit in Merrick, and now you can faction group with all those Merrick units and play with them. And, you know, you can switch factions based on your contracts to various factions and group with other units. And so there is a way for players to, you know, play in the unit queue if that's the environment you really feel like you can have some fun in. Of course, you might just join a unit that's the case but if you don't want to you could always do it by creating your own unit um so i think hopefully that makes it clear for everybody and um i think the best way to see if this is going to work is just make sure everybody comes out we need all the solo players coming out and trying community warfare all the unit players dust off your you know um drop decks and and show up and uh you know let's fill those strike teams and and 
you know, we'll, we'll be looking at it, monitoring really closely, and it will try to hopefully we'll find something that works, you know, really well. Absolutely. Um, obviously, as we already mentioned, Phil and I will be playing, we'll be streaming it, we'll be promoting it, we'll be bringing our friends in there, shining a light on Community Warfare Phase 3, trying to get more people in there participating uh, so we can work out whatever kinks may be. Uh, we'll be getting some of our other Twitch streamer friends in there, some YouTubers, and we will um, be having a lot of fun with Phase 3 when that comes out. Uh, would you be fine moving on to the next topic, and then we can always come back to more Community Warfare Phase 3 questions towards the end? Yeah, let's let's move on. All right, and real quick, Halo Dude, thank you for the sub. Thank you for the support. Um, <laughs> I don't know why, but a, a bunch of people in chat were going uh, crazy about uh, collisions um, and, and whether those are ever going to be reexamined. I feel like we answer this every, like literally every single uh, town hall, which, you know, obviously some people are here for the first time, didn't uh, come to any of the previous ones, but so many people have been dropping it in uh, chat. Do you want to say anything about collisions, Russ? Uh, so they're referring to mech on mech collisions. Yeah, just talking mech on mech collisions, uh, fall down, whatever. Will that ever be re-examined, brought back, etc.? Yeah, because um, I think the you know the mech movement over terrain thing has been improved quite a bit recently, right? So I'm happy about that. With the you know not the pebbles don't really impact your mech near as much as they used to, and I think. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I think that part's been improved nicely, which I'm happy for. Significantly, um, yes. Yeah, the, um, the mech on mech collisions, I'm going to be straight with you. Um, certainly not impossible, but I I have my doubts so long as we are using CryEngine 3. Um, it can be fixed, but I'm worried, very worried about the epic amount of resources and time it would take to fix that and i have to weigh that against the other features i could get done in the same amount of time i might, might literally be able to get like a half of a solaris feature done full right. fledged you know in the time it would take me to do that so um don't hope is not lost um we are looking at technology upgrades as you know um, i'm not prepared today to say too much about that i might hint about it and talk in riddles a little bit a little later but um we are thinking tech upgrades and we're, we're yeah let's 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 save that mm -hmm. topic until yep. i we'll talk riddles about that a little bit later when we get to the riddle it'll be, section it'll be extremely like obscure and mysterious but <laughs> we'll, you know, we'll have that we'll have that time in a bit all right so there, there's there's a glimmer of hope um, no, it's not showing up in the next few months. So that's a fact. Well, I mean, one thing you've never said no to it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's good. Still, still potential, still possibility, but, uh, we'll hint towards something techno technology based in a little bit. Um, all right. Well, do you have another topic that you would like to touch on first? Um, or are you ready to jump into random well, stuff? Let's, let's go over the rest of the April roadmap. Oh yeah. Let's do April roadmap. Great idea. And first off, I need to tell everybody, admit to everybody that it's not ready. You know, you don't have an April roadmap posted yet, um, nor is there going to be one posted tonight as per my tradition. I failed you. I was too busy doing phase three testing and I lacked motivation because the roadmap is honestly quite small because it's pretty much just phase three. 
Um, it's an all-encompassing feature. Essentially, when we were laying out roadmaps and patches, we desperately tried to avoid this month. You know, if there was anything that would look like it could be done for the April patch, it was like, okay, sorry, it gets it gets done. It it comes out in May because we're not going to put it in April, and we already have enough to test and worry about. We have no time to throw other features into um, <clears throat> the April patch. So having said that, there are a few things, and we'll go over them. So I know everyone was, we had some weapon um, tuning changes um, that made it into the April patch. So first off, there is um, a cork pass. Uh, it's, um, I'd call it moderate to minor. Um, there is a bit of a pass on the lightest mechs in the game. Uh, we're trying out a new, uh, uh, Phil, help me out. What's the name of that quirk? On uh, the heat mechs? dissipation. Yeah, heat dissipation. So essentially what we're trying to simulate is uh, the fact that those small mechs, uh, which have those small engines, which have that heat sink requirement where, um, like, uh, I'm not sure if I'm wording that in the way that you would feel, but essentially it's it's kind of giving... Um, oh, it's the subpar 250s are getting their uh, the dissipation back, so it's basically a one-to-one -one relationship now. So like if you're Jenner with the 250 and a Locust with, with the 180, they now have equal dissipation when the three extra doubles or, or singles are attached to the uh, Locust. Now you're getting that extra, so it's... it's. Yeah, I mean, to be clear, though, like you still have to have... We haven't changed anything as far as the rule set, though, so meaning when, when you have the Locust and you have to meet that um, heat sink um number like minimum number yes, of heat sinks that, that's that still, still the exists. same yes uh but you do get um better heat efficiency for those uh, small engines so we're trying that out um and uh there's some there's some stru structure um tweaks here and there uh i'm trying to think if there's anything kind of a uh, notable after that um that I, that's worth mentioning uh can't remember we did some uh you know, there was a bit of reductions on some of the outlying major league structured mechs. Um, instead of setting chat off in a fury right now, I'll just leave it at that for now. And um, you get, well, you know, the details, of course, the detailed stuff will be in the patch notes. I just, I don't have that sitting in front of me. So right now it'd be a mistake for me to try to get into minor nitty gritty details. Um, weapons, there's, there is a tweak to... Well, I'm trying to remind myself because a lot of this stuff was done in like February, but made it into the April patch. So um, PPCs had their velocity um, increased, not by a lot, just uh, by 100 meters per second, I believe. So um, the uh, regular PPC up by 100 and the ER PPC up by 100, and they're still separated by 100, as you know. Um, we also adjusted the heat very slightly. Just going carefully with these, but the regular PPC went from 10 heat to nine and a half, and the <clears throat> ER PPC went from, I believe, 15 to 14. I believe there's also an LBX change. Um, you know, spread, if I'm not mistaken. Again, these happened a while ago, so there's some. Uh, maybe Paul's listening in. He can message me if I'm forgetting something. Um, crit changes, it says here in my notes. I think that is. Um, I think that's a bug fix for the for the quirk. Yeah, that's right. Resident Field, there was a broken um, uh, um, 
quirk on the uh, crit chance one. I think that got fixed. So I think that's what that's referring to. Yes. So, so yeah, a few bug fixes, some quirk changes, and some weapon changes. Um, I may have forgotten something, but that's the gist of it. Okay, so the April patch also is going to have a couple of cockpit items, and the only reason I'm mentioning that this time, I usually wouldn't have mentioned cockpit items, is these are special cockpit items for the tournament. Um, the tournament's another subject that we're going to hint about here in a bit. Um, but those are special cockpit item packages, I believe, with like three different items. It's something like a standing, hanging, uh, the three types, uh, Warhorn, I think, I'm not sure. So don't quote me there, but it's a bundle, a little like a little bundle. And this bundle is actually special because it's actually going to give an XP boost, like a small XP boost of like 10% or something like that for the duration of the tournament. And the reason you want to buy these little bundles with the XP boost is to help with the seeding of the tournament money. And we mentioned that. So the tournament prize, as you know, is $100,000 put up by Piranha Games, um, $100,000 USD. And that prize pool is going to be increased. And now, don't take these exact numbers to the bank, but if my memory serves me, I think the bundles are $10 because um, they got the three different items and the um, XP boost and everything. And and most, a lot of companies only put about a quarter towards the prize pool. We're putting a full 50% towards it, so it's 50-50. So there's a, basically the prize pool is going to go up by $5 for every one of these that's sold. So I have no idea how much we can grow the prize pool by, but obviously it'd be really cool if it could go grow to a significant increase to 125, 150, maybe $1 more. $1 million. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, I, know. I don't know, I think we have that <laughs> size of community, but yeah, no, it'd be really be cool to see it see it grow to something noticeably larger. Yep. Um, yeah, so that's that's why I mentioned those particular cockpit items. So now that's just the initial ones. I think what we'll try to do towards the end, and we need to talk about this more after the tournament stuff goes live and people Which are signing we, up. Yeah. yeah. Let, let's, let's, just so everybody knows, uh, we're going to finish talking about the April roadmap here. We're going to take a short break. Then we'll come back and Russ will make an announcement about the tournament. Um, so... Uh, or at least say something about the tournament. Yeah, I'll uh, say a little something. Um, <laughs> so let's finish April. Yeah, so we will have some. Then there will be, I, and I expect there'll be different cockpit items in the future. Once teams get whittled down to like uh, regional finalists or maybe just the final finalists, um, maybe there'll be cockpit items, uh, team specific items that people can buy at that point to, that again will further go to the prize pool. So um, <clears throat> that's cool. Mm, there's some adjustments to domination. Um, it says gameplay objects uh, being adjusted for balance. I think uh, uh, there's some spawn point changes in certain maps to make it more, more fair for domination. Um, thanks for your feedback. There's some slight variations to the um, test maps in the private matches based on your guys' feedback. Those gray block maps, I think. Um, there's a new uh, kind of booster Thing added to the game where essentially if you don't have premium time uh, at the end of round screen there's an opportunity at that point to um, pay MC to receive the boost it's something we're trying out we've seen um, I'm not sure if we've seen it in some other games but uh, you might have had a really good match and there's an opportunity to uh, you know get the 
higher rewards and I'll, I'll leave it at that because I don't know the feature well enough to get into it further than that. Um, Zoom and vision modes are made client authoritative. Um, I know people have been talking about that for a while. You got a few hundred ping, then when you're zooming, it's got the delay on it, so that's been fixed and taken away. So that's probably the most exciting thing for some of you. Um, voice detection threshold being removed for VoIP. Um, uh, that's all I know about that. So small roadmap, that's the April roadmap. It's primarily, of course, Community Warfare Phase 3. Very cool. And we can get more into that if you guys have questions about that as well towards the end of the uh, the, the meeting. But let's go ahead and take a five-minute bio uh, quick break, Russ, if that sounds good with you. And then we can come back and you can speak on the tournament and then we can move on to more topics. That sound good? Yep. All right, everybody. We will be right back. I do want to make a quick announcement that uh, immediately preceding tonight's town hall, Phil and I will be starting our 12-hour 12, 12 uh, stream, MWO stream, and we'll be doing a bunch of fun things all through the night. This is a big thank you to you guys for reaching 10K followers on Twitch. Um, so I'm very much uh, excited about that. Looking forward to it, Phil. Anyways, just want to say thanks, guys, for coming out here. Don't forget, if you have Twitter, want to help us spread the words. Retweets are appreciated. If you're new to the channel, click that follow button. That way you guys get email notifications. And, of course, check us out on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all the things. Guys, enjoy the animations. We will be right back.
All right, welcome back, Mech Warriors and Mech fans. This is another town hall meeting with Russ Bullock, president of Piranha Games, developers of Mech Warrior Online. We are Phil and Darren from No Guts No Galaxy, and let's get right back into this discussion. Uh, we were talking, we've talked a little bit about Community Warfare Phase 3. We've talked April Roadmap. Um, we can come back to those topics if you guys have more questions or, or your issues weren't brought up earlier. We'll have a live question and answer at the end of this tonight. Also, at the end of this tonight, Phil and I will be kicking off 12-hour stream, so please stick around for that. Um, now, Russ, when we left, you mentioned you may be saying something about the MWO World Championships 2016. What do you have to say? Well, first off, I have to say that I just started drinking wine, so that could improve the <laughs> oh, um, boy. the uh, mood and the, uh, yeah, the riddles section might become more interesting. <laughs> More cryptic. Um, let's actually, 
Okay, so yeah, how, how to say this? I do want to share, um, and I guess I'm gonna the usual process here. I'm gonna throw this in Skype to uh, you guys. One sec. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I think we're gonna show some. Um, yeah, so I just have a link that I'm gonna share everybody, and okay. for now, it's just it's just a, a teaser image. Fair warning, so don't expect too much. Uh, there's a reason it's just a teaser image. Now at the party in December, we said essentially like you want us to drop this in in yeah, the go chat, ahead. Right? Yeah. Let everyone take a peek at that. In the um at the party, I said we said, you know, Q1, we'd have more information for you. Essentially we we go to the next step, or I can be, you know, ambiguous to make it seem like we're fine. And so our deadline was always to launch the full tournament site um before the end of March. In fact, we were going to release it yesterday. It was ready to go. But I think everyone here will appreciate the fact that <clears throat> every, we need to bring as much attention to Mecha Online as we possibly can, right? I mean, we want to maximize our exposure and our press and our media and try to bring as many players as we can to the game and to the tournament and just to Mech Warrior in general and, and grow the community if we can. And so we were realizing, you know, as we were just, you know, crunching to the last moment to ship that, you know, page that, you know, it was going to go out like late Thursday, which means that all the press sites would not pick it up until the morning, which of course was going to be Friday today, uh, which is the best known way to bury a news story if you want us to put out a new press release on a Friday. And then of course the kicker is it's also April 1st. So we said, no, no way, Jose, we're going to do that. Um, so we are going to do that on Tuesday. So we can maximize that with a press release and, um, you know, our PR manager is going to make sure that all the all the right people in the esports world and everything knows about the release and everything. So uh, right now you just got a little teaser image and uh, Tuesday is the big announcement. And I should say there is a reason to click on that on Tuesday because it's not just maybe what you think it is. It's not just the tournament site and the tournament signups and all the rules and regulations around the tournament. There's also another big piece of news that kind of goes hand in hand with the tournament. That's an announcement of a, uh, I better not say anymore. I'm going to give it away. So <laughs> that's, that's um, show back up on Tuesday and take a look at that. And um, you're going to be pretty excited, I think. Yeah. So the bottom line was the bottom line. You need to get as much exposure for something like, I mean, we as a community want this. We want as much attention brought to this tournament as possible. Um, most people in the business world or media world know that the end of the week is not a good time to make big announcements and especially April Fool's pretty obvious. Uh, so totally, uh, uh, I, I think an appropriate business decision to delay that till Tuesday. Um, you know, and yeah, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be, uh, a first for mech warrior. Uh, it's going to be quite intense. So cool. Well, there you have it. That's there what you uh, have it. There I have it. Um, yes, so you guys will be um, checking that out. So there we, um, where are we at? That's, there's not much more to say about that, I guess. I mean, if I say anything more about it, I'll just give it all away. So yep. I want to make sure that um, it's as big of a news flash as it can be on Tuesday. And uh, it's going to be a good, it's going to be a great, it's going to be great. All right, here we go. It is. Next one. Um, okay, I'm now in kind of no particular order, I want to... You guys, you know, we've been, one of those features we've been talking about for a really long time is the command wheel. Um, it's actually been getting worked on pretty actively over the past month, and it's getting close. And actually, we it, right now it's scheduled to come out in the May patch. 
Um, I'm worried about it just because the April community warfare patch, like I say, might impact the things that we have planned for May. I don't, I just don't know yet. Um, but if it, if nothing, you know, if it isn't impacted, then, and then that looks like a May patch uh, feature release and it's pretty great. I mean, it's going to be, um, it's going to be some of those shortcut keys that we've been wanting for so long where, you know, simply put just sort of like attacking my target or help and, you know, those sort of messages and going hand in hand, it's, um, it's going to work hand in hand with the battle grid. So you can still go to the battle grid and put on those types of things, but the command will, of course, will have another layer of, of more quick commands and, and like the, the ones I gave an example of. And it also is going to go hand in hand with the change to this mini map, something I've been wanting to do for a really long time, like years and years where it's actually a much, it's a higher fidelity map of the entire map rather than this, the vicinity around you. So you can still get your coordinates like E6 quickly by looking kind of like, you know, like, a, uh, well, it's very much like World of Tanks map. I've always appreciated there as I, I've been finally got everyone on board. And when we did the command wheel, it's like, it became clear. It's like, yeah. So that way, when someone says, you know, help or whatever on the map, you see that where they are and where they're flashing and you can still see, you know, like a six, you know, whatever, like where they are kind of like playing a game of battleship, how, you know, find out where they are. It's going to ping on the map or whatever. Yeah. I believe all that stuff. And God's be praised. That's awesome. There'll probably be some other tweaks and adjustments that we'll do to it after the initial version ships as usual. But Yep. Um, yeah, it'll be, you'll have your command wheel that'll come up. You can give these quick commands and you'll also have a quick reference on the mini map of where everybody is rather than having to hit the battle grid. So the only time you'll need to hit the battle grid is to do some of the other, some of the other commands that you don't, you don't have a visual line of sight on, right? If you need to say, defend this spot and you can't actually see that spot, then the battle grid gives you that ability. But the command wheel will, will give you those quick, like help me attack my target and all that kind of stuff. I know a lot of people have different uh, reactions to different features. Something means everything to one person means nothing to the other person and vice versa. But the command wheel for me has been one that I've been hoping for, wishing for uh, since day one. Um, I, I think it's going to be huge for a lot of people. Um, it, you know, there's, there's multiple reasons why people don't necessarily use VoIP, which is obviously the best way to communicate with your team. Number one, some people mute VoIP. Number two, uh, you know, there's sometimes with people's mics quality issues or whatever. And and also some people just aren't, uh, what's the word, brave enough or, or courageous enough to take command and say things over VoIP. And I've always felt like something like Command Wheel would, you know, bridge that gap to the people that want to coordinate with the team, but maybe, I don't want to use the word lazy, but maybe you're a little bit lazy. Sometimes I am and I don't, you know, say things in VoIP or whatever. And also somebody just brought up in chat too, it, it definitely helps as far as the language barrier. Obviously MechWarrior Online is, uh, you know, a universal game. Everybody, you know, different languages play it. There's people in Germany, all over Europe, uh, Eastern Europe, all that. And, and so language barrier can be an issue. And I think the uh, command wheel will help that as well. I'm very excited about it. I am more excited than you. I, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> Maybe not. Okay, more, so, more wine. you know, yeah, I got my little list here. Rescale, I'm not going to say much. I, you know, I don't remember if I said this last time or not. So hopefully I did. Otherwise, it's maybe a shocker. Um, so we decided that, I think I did say this, actually. They're going to, they want to release all of them at once because of the bounce, you know, concerns, you know, whatever, saying, like, not just, like, introducing some that are better and fixed and others that aren't. And, of course, at the 
fairly significant effort that it's going to take on the quirk side to readjust quirks based on mm. when everything's um, properly sized. So that means that they're going to go, um, we you already know they're not in this April patch. Um, they're not going to be in the May patch, but right now the plan is to release all of them in the June patch. So the June patch will have, well, essentially, as you know, this almost every single mech in the game has been rescaled with the system we came up with. And there was a dozen or so that didn't get touched, but there's, there's some adjusted by like 1%, half a percent. Um, right up to, of course, the 12 percenters. And so um, everything's going in, rescaled um, all at once in the June patch. So I think the significant aspect of that, though, is when it comes to the tournament, remember, it looks like, you know, I don't want to give away all the tournament information, but I believe that the tournament build will be the May patch. Okay. I think I said that last time as well, but okay. Yeah. Sometimes I forget what I mentioned, especially when we were, um, you know, a big three hour plus thing last time. Okay. So that's in the rescale. Um, I don't have any other bits of teaser images to share with you. I was asking about it, but I think we kind of showed the biggest impact ones or was last time. And so, um, you guys, you guys get it at this point. Um, let's see what's next. Uh, decals. Um, I mean, obviously, it's an important thing. Decals, excuse me. It's an important thing for Community Warfare. I would have loved to have had it with it. We didn't. That's right now looking like a June patch as well. I'm starting to feel the same as you do. Last time I had a production meeting, when I went from May to June, based on all the work that's going on, I was like, oh, my God, it's going to be like, you know, we're going to miss another year at this rate. No, I we don't want to slip any further. We're trying to get that out in June. We're actively working on decals now and stuff. So decals. Yeah, and no, no, no. Guys. Decals is totally. The community has adopted decals. They're on it the is decals. decals. Now. Okay. Oh yeah, it is decals. Uh, Russ, uh, question about the um, the rescale. What does that necessarily mean for um, game balance and like works? Because some mechs have structure buffs and and other buffs because well, he just he just said he said there will be some fine-tuning obviously okay. after the rebalance yeah well i mean that's a good question i mean i think we're gonna we need to get really busy um as soon as the cw patch is out essentially because that'll give us you know we'll have a month six weeks at that point to get all of our quirk adjustments done to make that June patch with all the rescaled mechs. So I think it's going to be very difficult, if not impossible, for us to actually understand and predict exactly what the quirk should be for those rescaled mechs. I mean, I think there's, for example, the Nova, which is getting shrunk big time. I know all the Nova pilots out there just be like, leave it, leave all the structure buffs on there. But you know, we can't, that would be ridiculous. So we have to, we have to make some educated guesses, but I think we're going to have to be prepared to maybe even have a hot fix or two right after the June patch goes live or prepare for the July patch to be loaded with a lot of cork adjustments again, because um, it, it, of course the biggest, it's around the ones that got scaled the most, of course, you know, like the ones like the dragon, which has a lot of structure buffs, the Nova has a lot of structure buffs. These are the ones that are getting scaled significantly and they were quirked accordingly because they were so big. So yeah, that's, I mean, we're going to try to make those adjustments as best we can for that June patch. Uh, but we'll be expecting that we'll be making 
further adjustments as as always very cool just reading chat here andy naga i am the community you are wrong no none of us individually none nobody is a community we are all the community when i say the community has adopted decals obviously that doesn't mean 100 percent uh let's see lots of the typical questions <laughs> i'm always surprised um what else you got on your list uh russ yeah why don't you keep going down your your uh list i'll um, just keep scanning chat here well i guess uh i want some good news and that we recently hired two new um level designers oh right <clears throat> yeah so we're going to be really increasing our level capacity at that moment at this moment i don't know exactly what that means meaning i you shouldn't interpret that to mean all of a sudden we're going to be doubling or tripling our you know new map um releases that isn't true of course because there's a lot more involved in making the levels than just level designer but i think it will it'll allow us to branch out and and right now we've had to kind of pick and choose and priority if we're making new public queue maps we're not working on new community warfare maps or working on bugs and layout and balance improvements to community warfare maps and vice versa etc so i think now at the very least we might always be able to be working on a new map or upgrading a map or you know reducing a map but also having someone dedicated to um smaller tweaks like changing spawn points around and all those sort of things someone dedicated to you know moving this hill and that hill and that rock and adjusting smaller balance adjustments and things that'll provide better gameplay and you know rather than picking and choosing we can kind of have people focus on all the various aspects of level design, level design and we should be able to see a lot more you know smaller improvements the types of things that maybe get left too long now because we're focusing on creating, you know, say, you know, the Polar Highlands or whatever, one of the newer maps. And so that means we're also not going into, you know, Boreal Forest and adjusting it so that it's not as hard for the defenders to come in and stuff like that. So I think it's so really good. Map production and, and uh, let's see, tweaking will be more efficient with two more people. Now, what is there going to be like post phase three community warfare? Is there going to be a new map? like schedule like in do you have something in your mind or is it going to be kind of you know playing it by ear every few months just look at what's up and see what needs filling or whatever uh there were some questions like for example we just recently took a community warfare map turn it into a public queue map is there going to be any reverse like taking a public queue map turning it into a community warfare map what is in your mind like maybe the next three to six months as far as map production goes and obviously this isn't a road map but just in your head what do you think might happen yeah it's I won't be able to share too much there. All, all I can say for sure is, you know, right now we are doing the Frozen City Redux. So that's in the works and <clears throat> should even be somewhere in that May or June timeframe, maybe fairly fairly soon. We'll see a new uh, Frozen City map. Um, but that's all I know for now. I mean, we're going to get these two new guys really, you know, get their feet wet, get them all, you know, set up. And I think we'll we'll cool. find you know we'll see well after post phase three and everything we'll we'll have to see because we've got a lot of areas we can work on you know we got those private match those mini private match things to work on we got um 
you know, public key maps to work on. We got community warfare maps to work on. So with the introduction of those small PM private match um, maps, we kind of got three different aspects of, of maps to work on now, right? From community warfare to public queue to private match maps. So there's a lot of stuff to service now. Uh, question on uh, the new guys, the level designers. Were any of those uh, community members uh, or were they just, you know, other people? Other people. Um, we got a couple. We didn't get very many. We got a couple of apps. Um, appreciate you guys sending those in. Um, there's some very passionate people that have some skills. Um, you think what, are you, can, what are you looking for right now? What? As far as, uh, do, you, do you have any? Other uh, hires? Yes, other hires. Uh, well, I mean, you guys see the job postings. I know because you guys get, I get some tweets about that. Uh, we are hiring a new designer, not love designer, but like a designer. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, um, Ryan Boulanger, who he left back in December. Um, so, you know, we were short a designer. We had a, we had, we had someone hired, didn't work out. It fell through just, just a few weeks ago, unfortunately. So we like, you know, they didn't actually even start. There was, doesn't matter. Bottom line is, you know, our hire didn't come through. So therefore we are back to the search again and we've, we're, we're looking for a, a designer. Um, and then after that, you, you guys know, we're still looking for the texture artist, uh, to help with the all the you know retrofits and the texturing and that might be it because we've hired a bunch recently like we've got um, mm -hmm. several new artists in the last month or so um filling some of the you know the 3d and some a three a couple 3d artists and stuff so um we've hired a few a few new programmers also in the last three or four months um so the team is growing and and we've got a lot to we've got a lot to service, right? I mean, there's the the ongoing live ops of the game, <clears throat> and then there's you know any major features that we're working on, and you know pretty soon we're gonna need to um, start working on the next major feature after phase three is out, and you know we've we've talked about Solaris um, that well, is very potentially going to become the next uh, major feature focus. And I know all the you know, PVE and single player guys just raised their hands and said, what about that? Um, yep, that stuff is also in the works. It's just not so simple as to say um, it's just one or the other, right? Um, sometimes things are cooking in the background um, because they're going to take a lot longer. And so therefore they're, they're in the background more so than, you know, something that's going to hit the game next. So, yes, um, that's who we're. So we are looking for a few other people right now. Cool. So piranagames.com, if you think you got the chops, head on over there and uh, submit your application. Um, yeah, I mean, so actually you, you touched on the possibility of Solaris or the next big thing, whatever that may be. Uh, that was kind of my next question is that uh, when phase three is done here, um, are you obviously there's the, the tournament, too, and that's going to be a b big thing that's ongoing um, and that'll take some resources. Uh, can we expect before potentially Solaris gets underway or actually I know you know design work on Solaris at least <clears throat> on paper has already been going on for a while or whatever but can we expect maybe a certain amount of months of polish remember a while back you said once we get done with whatever what was that that it, it might was have a been... choice between polish or community warfare yeah and community so warfare I was going to say are you going to offer another like maybe what does the community want do you guys want polish or do you want it you know 
is that on your mind? Or are you just going to immediately jump into whatever the next big thing is, which is also great? We want it all, obviously, but I'm just wondering where you're coming from. Yeah, I think that'll be determined by the release of phase three and how things go. And we have really don't have much choice but to play it by ear. Um, we're, we're always hoping to, you know, work on the next big feature. And I think the plan would be to have um, we've got an initial dock for Solaris, but it's, it's still not finalized. And then, you know, we would hope when phase three releases that we'd be able to start um, working on it right away. I think that whatever that next major feature is, but I think that, you know, based on the release, it'll probably keep, you know, a lot of people and engineers and stuff busy working on bugs or, you know, working on small feature improvements to make, you know, settle phase three in and, and get community warfare really settled in nicely. Um, but that really depends. We just don't know until it launches. So um, it might be that we can get some individuals working on it right away and, uh, and and start going from there. So I just I don't know. In these things, we have to kind of we can always plan to get going on something like that right away. But um, you know, there there will probably be you know uh, it'll it'll probably be that there'll be that the, the month following phase three release will be fairly focused on. Um, you know, feature improvements and polishing of, of the game. Excellent. So what else All do right. you got on your list, uh, Russ? Because we got a ton of questions to ask afterwards, but we just want to make sure you get everything you want to say in first. Yeah, there's not much more. Another thing I thought of was just the, um, with the tournament coming up, There's there's been some features, improvements happening to the spectator game mode, and I believe that there's going to be some more uh, going out again in the May patch at the very least. I'm not sure if there's any in the April, but um, there'll be you know be more improvements in the May patch as well uh, for the tournament uh, spectating mode. So um, yeah, I don't know. Let's let's just jump into the questions then, I guess. Well, uh, that actually is a a, a topic that uh, is has been brought up quite a bit. Um, we've got a few uh, shoutcasters out there and in, in the competitive leagues that have been um, playing have really asked about more emphasis on the spectator tool, but also uh, something that's really been uh, hounded on by the community is a replay system. Now we've asked you in the past if that was even possible. Um, has that answer changed, especially now with the tournament, um, you know, being sort of forefront as well as, you know, the, the ability to, um, you know, bring that sort of e-sports, e you know, because things happen really, you know, really quickly on the screen. It'd be great for the shoutcaster to be able to like rewind, get a different angle and stuff like that. And also with that, with the CryEngine uh, announcement, um, is that something that was behind maybe code or an update and now is a possibility? Yeah, like basically if there's issues with a replay system, is that tech-based or, uh, you know? Yeah. Um, my answer is probably going to sound very similar to what I said about collisions in that, of course, anything's possible. You've seen the replay systems in, you know, a bunch of games with a bunch of different technologies. Um, the way that Cry 3 works, <coughs> it would be a colossal undertaking. I mean, sure, if we launch a tournament and, oh my God, you know, like, you know, Macron Line has become like a pretty darn legit esport on the esports scene. And I mean, not just our own community kind of enjoying it with each other, but I mean, significantly grows the product in a way, in an esports way that would be great, you know, like just like essentially takes off like big time in esports. 
anything's possible. Then it's just like, oh my God, let's put all the resources we have to on it. This is what we have to focus on. But it would be an absolute colossal undertaking to rewrite the entire, essentially, underlying code system and create a, you know, it's possible. Of course, it's possible. So I, I guess I would suggest that it would be tough in Cry 3. And so as we look at other engines, or as we look at other tech, possibilities, tech upgrades, um, we see that some of them offer solutions like that. Um, the, the reason I bring this up, Russ, is uh, the community had pointed out, and it's been a discussion for about a week or two, and obviously we've asked in the past, is uh, Armored Warfare, which also runs on CryEngine, just came out with a replay system, and someone technically broke it down where it, I'm like, sorry, can you say that part again, Bill? The, uh, another game, Armored Warfare, that also runs on CryEngine, and they just came out with one as well. And so a lot of the, the competitive scene is saying that to really help esports move along, that replay feature if there was a precedence could be put on it, they just came out with one as well. And, uh, you know. But if I can actually interject here, um, and, and just gonna speak on some behalf of some of the community members, uh, like Phil said, this has been a ongoing discussion amongst the community, but I'd like to point out that this isn't um, solely a, a comp scene or esports thing. Um, the replay system has many uses uh, across the board and far reaching. Uh, could be content developers like YouTubers that are sharing other people's amazing matches, um, but they have a higher reach, so people send them in and they do replays. It could be for, again, for content creators that are doing machinima or um, getting screenshots for their videos. Or There's Basically, the replay system has tons of uses, and so I do, because the community has made that point, I just want to make that point too. Obviously, if there are technical hurdles and issues, then those need to um, be addressed and overcome. And it's understandable that it's not just an easy fi flick of the switch. But I do think that a replay system would be amazing. Um, but I also do understand that nothing comes easily. And if things need to happen, you, you mentioned, Russ, that you were going to be vague about something to do with the techni technological p potential upgrades or whatever. Do you want to be vague about that now? Well, I mean, first I'll comment on that. I, I think I should back up a bit and say, Right. It's not, of course, I don't want anyone here to think that I'm saying that um, CryEngine 3, you know, is not possible to have a replay system or something like that. Of course, you can do it. Um, but there's one major aspect that, that there's a major difference that um, we should point out. I mean, we're using what's, what's referred to as CryEngine 3.4, essentially. So, uh, it's I uh, can't remember when we got our last update, maybe around 2013-ish. Um, but some of the other games like Armored Warfare, and I'm not positive about this, but I believe they are using probably about 3.8 plus. And 3.8 plus is you know the PBR-based rendering, so like physically-based rendering, like Unreal 4 has, etc. Totally different renderer, and it's a different engine, and I don't know what else is different about it. So when I say tech upgrade, I don't necessarily mean just switching from our existing engine to a different engine. I mean, if we were to upgrade to, well, basically anything north of 3.8 to, to 3.8 or further, right. it's essentially like upgrading your engine, like completely, because the renderers completely differently, uh, different, uh, there's different build systems, there's, there's a lot changed. So essentially, it would be almost, well, I don't know if that's, 
quite the, it's still a major undertaking even to upgrade to say the latest and greatest version of Crytek. Um, it would be a significant undertaking just even to upgrade within Crytek to that level because again we're switching with every piece of art in the game has to go through a upgrade process to the new rendering system. So it's a big undertaking. So I don't know what those other um, games use and it and again there's like you know there's some fairly older custom text that have full replay systems so if you want to make it a focus of course you can make it happen but you know for us to date as you can i mean we have we've had a private match window for a long time of course but i mean you know primarily to this date we've been um we haven't been you know specifically uh i mean i know you said it's not just about esports i get that but that's primarily a driving factor i would say for a lot of these games um they that's the well it's that, certainly something that's, that's the notion that drives the bus and yeah. generates the revenue and all the you know excitement and then of course there's a lot of other added bonuses for having for having it and i will say this i agree i mean at this point now you know into 2016 it is um it's getting to be more and more of a necessary feature of of your game so it's something we have to deal with you know just like we have to deal with um the fact that directx 12 is going to be a thing and uh, vr headsets are going to be a thing and that you know physically based rendering systems are going to be a thing i mean we need a major tech upgrade for MechWarrior online to be a viable product for as long as we want to be and we hope it's around for another five six seven years maybe more so it means we're going to need another, we're going to need at least one more major engine upgrade in order for that to be the case. And I guess what we, I'd like to say is if we have issues, like let's say we're unhappy with our mech on mech collisions and we're not quite happy with our um, uh, save time in the mech lab, not quite, we're unhappy with our save time in the mech lab, but we're unhappy with our UI scaling capabilities currently, um, we're unhappy with the fact we don't have a full rewind replay system in our spectator mode. These are all things that, of course, if we were to do a major engine upgrade or when we do, um, we'll make sure that that major engine upgrade accomplishes all those things while we're doing it. So that when we're done, it's not just like, hey, we have a new, we're on a, you know, a new tech level. Um, we've also fixed all these, you know, top 10 major deficiencies of our past game that we kind of had to live with for for a long time so that that would be a major major goal of ours is deal with those those particular things at the same time so russ i have a question to that um if what you're saying if i'm understanding this right even if you were to make the decision right now uh, just so people would understand that are saying oh yeah just switch it we wouldn't see the the effects of that. We wouldn't see the benefits of that. You talk about upgrading. Yeah, if if you were to say, "Hey, we're actually going to do this, and here's a time frame where we're going to do it," how long would it be before we actually see the results of that? Obviously, he can't be exact. Well, I know, I know. I'm, I'm just, I know. It. Yeah, I, I know. But my point being is, so people out there, because you know, it's like, oh, why aren't you doing it? What it's is holding be months, you? Right? I, well, months. I know, but what is holding you back, and why aren't you doing it? That's that's the stuff I'm seeing in chat. So I just want to get yep. that out there for you. It's not just snapping your fingers. How long does it take to do something like you're proposing, a major upgrade like well, that? Well, I'll put it to you like this. I mean, first off, we are actively doing it, meaning we've been aggressively analyzing all the 
all the options. And we kind of had to wait for GDC and everything to come out so we could see exactly what the latest version of Crytek was and to consider that along with everything else. And now that we, we know, and obviously we've got to get phase three shipped, and then we need to make a decision and we need to get you know, actively busy. But here's the kicker on that. Um, we have a live product, right? We have a very active live product that requires nonstop attention, monthly patches, monthly content. What we can't afford to do, if we were making a brand new game tomorrow, like if I tomorrow just started making a totally different game than MechWare Online, great. I can take any engine choice I want and just start making it with it. But we've now got a live game that is, you know, generating the monthly revenue that runs the company. So none of you either as players want to forego monthly patches and monthly updates for six months so that we can upgrade to the new engine, uh, you know, a new technology, you know, because what we have to do is we have to come up with a solution and a pipeline and a, I guess a path that sees us both maintaining and updating the product on a regular basis with regular feature updates and regular bug fixes and regular content updates. And then, you know, month after month, month after month, while also managing a technology upgrade in the background. So that, of course, greatly lengthens the time that it takes to do it. And so when it's all said and done one day in the future, and maybe it's it's probably at least twice as long of an upgrade process, maybe three times longer of an upgrade process that way. And when you finally get there, though, all of a sudden you have your monthly patch is not just content and features. It's a whole new technology technology upgrade. Right. So that that's the way it has to happen with a live game like ours. If we're if we want to continue to update and, you know, manage the game month to month as we are and which is really there's really no choice to it right so that's it's definitely a longer it's much more complex and different process for someone like you know mechware online than it is with some you know game that's just getting started tomorrow it's like we have to do uh, it in the background it's like the movie speed you can't let the bus go under 50 miles per hour or whatever you got to keep going 